0: those actions from you will actually allow him to feel more because men feel for women through having to achieve them. Unless you and your husband are apart or you and your fiancé are apart, don't spend any more moments on the phone with a man than 20 tops. It doesn't help you in any way, shape, or form. Get to real interest for something real. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. My guest today is 43-year-old Karen, who is currently involved with a much younger man named Jamie. Karen says that things with Jamie are kind of lacking in that it seems Jamie has kept it to sex only. Karen wants to know how she can turn the tables from just sex into the possibility of a relationship and a chance for something more meaningful. I really like this question because so many women in their 40s are finding themselves involved with much younger men. It happens so much in our society. Uh, it's many times not visible because women in their forties can look like they are a good ten years younger these days. Uh, what is the saying? Um, forty is sixty is the new forty, or fifty is the new thirty, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I tend to believe that they're mostly referring to women. When, in our um, in our people in our media and so forth, uh, coin these phrases, uh, because I don't see a whole heck of a lot of men looking a lot younger for their years. Yes, maybe within a five-year period, but women can look a good ten or fifteen years younger, and that kind of makes sense. We do things like color our hair more often. We don't necessarily uh, lose our hair the way that men do. Uh, We take better care of ourselves at a younger age. And so as we age, we tend to look younger. And there is an allure of a younger man with his, um, his approach to Women and relationships. It's much freer and feels less encumbered. Uh, perhaps they don't have the quote unquote baggage that many times an older man can appear to come with, like a divorce, children, um, a career that is so all involving that he doesn't have time for a relationship. And men at a younger age have not yet had the the downs and the dings, uh, the disappointments and the downright devastations that can come with the failures they believe divorce to be. And so a younger man is less resistant to getting involved. Truth be told, I am married to a much younger man. And it can work very, very well depending upon how you start the relationship and then also um, the issue of children if that is something that can be worked out. So I'm very happy that uh, Karen decided to come on today. And I know I've done other podcasts about this, so you can scroll through if you have not um Uh, looked through the list of other podcasts about being involved with a younger man. I remember one that I did early on, so it's probably in the single digits of the list of the podcast, maybe, I don't know, episode somewhere between 1 and 10 perhaps even, where I did... A podcast with a woman that was very hard for her at 40-something, early 40s, when her uh, beau was, I believe, 24 or 25 and was very interested in marrying her. And I said, you know, in this case, I believe this to be able to go the distance from what she told me. And They have been married now for well over a year and are doing quite well. I've kept in touch minimally, but I know that they are doing quite well and it can work. So I'm all for it and want to hear Karen's story. And I welcome Karen to the podcast. Welcome, Karen.
1: Hello, Paula. How are you?
0: I'm very well and so happy, as I said, that you're doing this today. I want to find out first and foremost, because it's very meaningful for the long term, how you two met.
1: We met at a gym accidentally, meaning um, I was getting ready to leave out of the gym and I grabbed the wrong keys and just so happened when I came back in to uh find my keys he was standing there and it was his keys mm-hmm. and that's where we first met and then on another on another occasion I was prospecting I do uh life insurance I work in, in um financial services and I was prospecting and I thought that he was a potential prospect and I introduced myself And I, you know, asked him some questions about himself and see if he was open for another opportunity. And it went from there. I gave him my business card. And then maybe 30 minutes to an hour later, I got a text message asking me if I was single. (laughs) And I thought it was funny because he had already told me how old he was. And I, you know, said, oh, well, you around the same age (laughs) as my son. And he was like, okay. And I was like, are you sure? You know, like, you know, I got the text message that are you single? And I'm like, who wants to know? And he was like, me. And I thought it was funny because I'm like, are you asking for somebody else? Because I really did not believe that he was asking about me. So that's kind of how, where everything started or began. I see. And so
0: what happened after that? I assume that was in text and he stated, you know, yes, I'd like to take you out or something of the sort.
1: Um, Basically, it just kind of started from the text message and phone calls not actually a date. He um, began to call me and uh, start, you know, having conversations uh, and it kind of led up to, you know, okay, tell me about, you know, what's your current status? You know, at, my, at the time, what was my current status? And um, he had a girlfriend that he said he was on bad terms with and I stated that I was going through a divorce. I was separated but going through a divorce. And so we continued to talk on the phone, um, for like hours. You know, every day we would talk no less than an hour and a half at each time that we talked on the phone. So that went on for a few weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. And how did it progress from there?
1: um just basically um he stated that um he wasn't looking for anything serious and um and i stated that i wasn't looking for anything serious but i had like some requirements you know like um I'm not going to be too serious, but I do want to spend time, you know, um, you know, basically just like spend time, watch movies or do it, you know, anything like that. And, um, you know, he just kind of stated he just wasn't looking for nothing too serious. You know, he was just, you know, I guess looking for fun. And um, from that, we never like went out on a date or anything. We just decided, okay, we've been talking for a little while. When are we going to meet up? basically
0: okay and then how did you meet up
1: um we met at my um my apartment and it went from there i see
0: and i assume it was sexual right away yes and how long has it been
1: Uh, it's been off and on. um, This is March, uh, nine months. My goodness. So
0: when you say off and on, what, in nine Mm. months, what was your relationship like? Was it just that kind of, he would, be in touch with you and come over and you have Shek.
1: Um, He stayed consistent as far as just uh, communicating with me via text. We were called each other. It was more text more than calls and when we first started out we talked on the phone all the time and then um, after we initially uh, hooked up then it was um, maybe a month almost two months in between um, I felt like he just kind of ghosted me. I didn't know what ghosting was at the time because I was uh, had been married for 11 years, and I didn't know anything about ghosting. But anyway, um, there was a period of almost two months that I just completely stopped hearing from him, and then uh, um, around the fall... We saw each other. We hadn't saw each other prior to that. We saw each other um, at the gym again. And then, you know, he just seemed to be so excited to see me, to smile, you know. We said a few words. And then, you know, the texting started uh, from there. And we've been consistent since the fall up until today.
0: What's happening, you know, from today? What's going on?
1: I got a text message from uh, Jamie, and it stated, I think we should stop fooling around. I think it's for the best.
0: Was there something that happened prior to that to make him send that text, or was that kind of
1: out of the blue? It was out of the blue I just saw him um on Sunday. Today is Tuesday. And we've um had some few issues in between and um I just got to take out the blue. I I mean, I kind of felt and I can I kind of felt like it was coming. I just didn't know when.
0: So when you say issues What, had you been talking to him about you wanting something more meaningful? Had you uh, broken up uh, again? Did he ghost you again? Uh, Did you break it off? What are some of the background issues?
1: Um, The background issues initially started with me not really being honest about what I wanted. I stated that um I wanted something a little bit more than just casual and I started trying to pretend that I was okay with just being I guess the fun chick or not so serious chick and um I during that time I got the roles mixed up meaning I said that I was okay, but I acted more like a girlfriend as far as um you know wanting more, and he knew and you know certain things that I would say or I may question him, he didn't like that, you know like when if I just tried to you know um just get a little close to him he didn't you know he didn't really like that and Um, I was like, okay, he'll back away and then, you know, he'll give a, a few days and then he'll come back and we may start back talking and then I may say something or, you know, he started getting defensive basically, you know, from when it kind of first began, we, you know, had a few issues or I said something, he was defensive about it or offended by it per se. And, um, ever since then, he just, he, he would always say, it just seemed like it's always something with you. Um, I guess, versus just me just being okay and don't want a little more time or, you know, saying, hey, I haven't heard from you why you haven't called or something like that. It just seemed like anything that was remotely close to, I guess, a personal relationship, um, he didn't want that. Um, it, like I said, it started out, he had a living girlfriend that, um, was living with him up until, um, December. And after that, you know, it was just, you know, he's been living on his own or whatever. And, um, it, I guess he, you just said he didn't want, I guess, anything that was too close. And so I just, to me, I felt like I was making a lot of mistakes based off of reading your book based off reading the other book as far as the um, rules or stuff like that. So I made a bunch, of bunch of mistakes as far as um, doing things or asking questions, trying to be more than what I initially signed up. But I was, was kind of bad at being a fun chick because i was been married and I'm just used to being settled and being with one person. And I kind of carried that on into this relationship versus just being – casual and not wanting more. And, um, that caused a lot of problems, you know, in his opinion, because he would state that, you know, he just, you know, wasn't looking for anything serious. He stated that maybe three times throughout this period that he's not looking for anything serious, but he, um, uh, he did say that, uh, after the girlfriend had moved out, that me and him was exclusive, uh, sexually. So, you know, he, was okay with us being exclusive sexually. he just didn't want anything relational. I felt you know anything like that. So if I would say or I guess make any type of advances of trying to get close to him, that would push him away. Got it.
0: Thank you, because I know how hard it is um to it sounds like you you just got that text today. Yes. So tell me how you feel.
1: I'm hurt because I know or I feel like I made a lot of mistakes that I just didn't know. Um, And when I say I just didn't know, I didn't know about rules and, you know, uh, how to play this role. I thought I did as far as just being fun. (laughs) Um, and I felt abandoned, you know, I kind of, you know, kind of kept clinging and hanging on to him. Like, you know, I went through a lot and, you know, through my marriage and, you know, it just seemed like, you know, people leave me and I couldn't figure out why or what was going on. And so it was, it was hurtful because, um, I given him an opportunity to, um, you know, for us to talk about letting this go. Recently, I did it for the beginning of January. I um, told him that based off of his actions, I felt like, you know, maybe he was struggling with telling me that he didn't want anything, you know, uh, with me or he wanted to end it. And so I kind of took the initiative to try to call things off. And when I did, You know, he said that that's not what he wanted. You know, our agreement was if one of us was to decide that, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to be finished with this, our situation, that we would let each other know. So uh, I tried because uh, he wasn't doing anything other than just wanting to hook up. You know, when I would just like, just kind of say, you know, Hey, you know what about us hanging out or doing something like that? He would ignore those texts completely. But when he want to talk, you know, in one minute he's very talkative, and the next minute he's not. And so I just tried to I tried to end things, you know, between us. I was just like, okay, this is not, you know, I can't really. I need more of a connection. I told him that initially that I wanted a connection, like, okay, I can agree that, hey, me and you both are maybe not ready for a serious relationship, but if we decide that, hey, we're going to start sleeping around with each other, you know, let's just kind of have some benefits with this, you know, I won't require anything as far as, you know, this or that or whatever, but I want to look time with you, I want to talk to you more, and he said himself that, you know, he wanted to be friends. And and when I would address that, okay, you're not calling more or communicating, he would tell me, okay, well, I'm gonna start communicating more, I'm gonna start calling, and he never did follow through on what he said that he would do. Another issue came up that um, I happened to be passing by his place, and um, I saw a female come out of his uh, out of his apartment. And so I, um, addressed that or try to talk to him about that. He went through loops and hurdles to, you know, to convince me that it wasn't what I thought, that, you know, it wasn't, uh, someone that he was seeing and it's on text message. You know, he was like, I'm only seeing you and, you know, all of this. So I was like, at that point, you know, I was just like, okay, you know, it's like, he's saying, you know, he's trying to prove to me, you know, Hey, I'm not seeing anybody else. It's just, it's just me and you or whatever. And then, um, prior to that Valentine's day, uh, had had came and he uh, called me over. But before that, I told him, I said, Hey, Valentine's is coming up. And I was just like, you know, I was joking. I was serious, but I kind of wanted to make it lightly. And I was like, "Hey, Valentine is coming up. Um, I don't care if you don't get nobody else anything. Just you know, I was you know, I would like to have something for Valentine's Day. What woman wouldn't want anything for Valentine's Day? It's just a thought." And he didn't reply to that. So when Valentine's Day came, you know, he made you know, asked me to come over, and I, I'm thinking that okay, you know. <laughs> I'm assuming that he had something for me, and when I went over there, you know, um, you know, he didn't that day. Every day he's been consistent with texting me good morning. Every, for the most part, been very consistent since the fall up until this, you know, this until it ended. He was very consistent with at least texting me good morning, how you doing? But this morning on Valentine's Day, I didn't get a text from him. I didn't get a good morning, Happy Valentine. I was already feeling crushed. Because I was like, every day I hear from him, why Why on Valentine's Day I didn't get a text message or a happy Valentine's Day? That's the least that people do. Even your friends send you a happy Valentine's Day. So later on that evening, he, you know, asked me to come over. I go over to his place. And he didn't greet me with a hug or do anything. And I was just like, Are you serious? And he was like, I was like, I know you got something for me, right? And he was like, I didn't go to the store. And I'm like, Okay, Valentine is February 14th every year, (laughs) you know? And so um, I thought he, I was like, Are you serious? And he, like, I, you know, had this going on, that going on. And so uh, we proceeded to go to the bedroom and, I looked again and I asked and he he didn't say anything. And so at that point I knew that he didn't have anything for me. And so I walked up to him and I said, so you don't think I deserve anything, right? And I turned around and I walked out the door and I left. So to tie this up, when I addressed the incident about seeing the lady come out the house, he said, well, I think we should just stay as sex partners as he put it. He said because of what happened on Valentine's Day and the occurrence today. So I think we should just say sex partners as he put it. And then he just said, I'm gonna assume we're finished and then he kept texting back and then he said, No, I need to know from you, you know, or you know, what are you gonna do? What what's your next move so I know what I'm gonna do. You know, so I didn't talk to him, you know, during that conversation or those text messages. I waited a few days for me to you know, get myself together. And when I did finally respond to him, it was two days. I responded to him in two days. And um, I, you know, basically said, you know, how I felt and why, you know, why I thought that he was seeing somebody or whatever. And I said, I didn't even know that you was considering us to be something more. I said, when did this happen? And um, so I went on to say that, hey, by this point I had already listened to one of your podcasts and I kind of took some information from there, and I kind of felt like, okay, it wasn't going anywhere. So I just said, hey, you know, um, we ain't going to have this conversation again about being in any type of relationship. I said, um, I'm okay with how things are for now, you know, so, you know, no pressure for me. But he never did respond to what I said. only thing that he responded to was, okay, when are you coming back over? So. I went over, which was almost a week ago, and then I just saw him, which was Sunday. And then I get a text message today, 30, 40 minutes ago, saying, hey, I think we should just, you know, stop what we're doing. I think it's for the best. So, of course, I'm confused. And I'm just, you know, I I feel bad because I know mostly it was my part. I feel like it was my part that I didn't know what I was doing and I ran him away. That's how I really feel. I've been beating myself up because I kind of felt like this is where it was coming up to anyway, because I apparently I didn't do something right. And I feel horrible because I'm I'm an older woman and I should know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I have this younger man that, you know, I feel like I should have had him just right in the palms of my hand. And I didn't. And in essence, he turned around and he, You know, Kyle, they've out with me just out the blue.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for outlining that as you have. It's painful to hear, as I'm sure you're feeling, because so many of us have been there in one way, shape, or form. And... What I can tell you about beating yourself up is that when you don't know something, you do what it is that you feel is right in the moment. When you know better, you will do things differently. And it sounds like You are now finding some things out that, of course, in hindsight, if you had known, you would not have done. Right. It's a very hard place to be. And I appreciate you being so honest about it because it can help others. This is a platform where I hope to help women know these things beforehand, if possible, but certainly a place to come whereby you're going to get some answers as to the why and then things can be different going forward. I think it would be most helpful for me to kind of go through things with you where I believe you went awry, specifically and then tell you what he's thinking along the way because with the hindsight and the understanding will come real change for you and forgiveness for yourself and even him because when you forgive yourself and him you can truly move on and if I believe there was any chance of you moving on with him I would tell you that now in hearing the situation, I don't really believe so. And I can tell you why I feel that as well. What do you most want to know at this moment?
1: How, I guess I could have rectified the situation before he had to send me the text message that, you know, he thinks it's for the best. I was, you know, hoping I figured out how to rectify what I had did before it got to this point because, you know, he mentioned several times, you know, it's kind of getting tiresome. You know, I guess, you know, it's supposed to be just I, – I, I can't read his mind. Okay. But I just wish I had known – you know, how I could have fixed it versus I feel like obviously I continue to mess it up.
0: All right. So here's what I can tell you about that. There was no way you could have truly rectified it, meaning make it into something of a real relationship prior to this text. And I'll tell you why that is in a moment are you in a relationship for nearly a year or more and want complete commitment? if so you've likely tried everything from hinting to hounding your man about moving things forward but he's still holding out and you're still holding on to hope. oh he likely has made some movement told you he just needs a little more time, or maybe he's even made promises, but he hasn't kept them. And you've hung in there because you love him, and most of all, because you know he loves you. So you continue to wait, and simply hope that things will change. Well, if you've listened to me here, read my book, or watched me on YouTube, you know that more time in doesn't work, because men don't commit from love alone. It's just a fact. Your man committing has nothing to do with his love for you, who you are, or even the quality of your relationship. Him making a commitment is about what you do, and most importantly, what you don't do. It's what I know after years of languishing in long, uncommitted relationships that robbed me not only of years of my life, but also wrecked havoc on my heart. But it's why my book is a bestseller and why my coaching has helped so many women around the world get the committed love they desire and deserve. Through my own trials, tribulations, and triumph, along with years of education, research, and training, I've developed a foolproof course of action for you to get full and complete commitment from the man you love. My Lure Him In program will help you finally get off the roller coaster of one day feeling the high of your man making a promise, only to be plunged into heartbreak when he pulls back the next. If you're finally ready to step off the highs and lows you've been on and commit to what will work, to have him formally, publicly, and completely committed once and for all, my Lure Him In program is right for you. Go to coachpaulagrooms.com slash programs to get all the details on Lore Him In. There you'll fill out a simple questionnaire and in no time at all, you and I will be talking one-to-one about your unique situation. We'll have a full coaching session where I'll answer all your questions and give you all the particulars about the program. We then decide together if the time is right for you enact this simple approach that has your man coming to you to want it all it's that simple don't continue to delay doing something something different because if you continue to do the same thing you're going to continue to get the same results I have the answer and it's much simpler and value-based than you might think make a commitment to yourself this year to do things differently so your man can make a real decision. And through your desire, you both gain a divine right relationship that you each deserve. Don't delay. Go to coachpaulagrooms.com slash programs. Fill out the questionnaire, and we'll be talking soon. So we're back with Karen, who is 43 years old, and... Karen is involved with a much younger man named Jamie, and she outlined for us how this relationship started, what it was like, and unfortunately, how he ended it just prior to us doing this podcast and you know my my heart goes out to you, Karen, and hopefully the listeners' hearts as well because it's so painful to hear from a woman who just wanted to give and receive love from a man and it be somewhat reciprocal and at least for you to feel like you were valued and appreciated during the time you were with him and unfortunately this didn't happen because of the way it started and this is a very important point for anyone who is like for example at a confluence of things like what happened for you you said that you were married for 11 years or so Karen
1: yes 11 years
0: how long were you involved with your ex-husband prior to being married?
1: Um, six months.
0: Ah, okay, so it was a relatively short time, and then you had a long-term marriage. Correct. When a marriage like that breaks up, no matter even if you wanted the divorce, Karen, it is a very difficult An emotionally confusing time what did you feel during that time you were going through the divorce when Jamie came along and was courting you in this way of the phone calls and so forth because that was his way of doing it
1: I guess a little excited you know that um that a younger guy, you know, was looking at me that way because at that moment I wasn't looking for anyone or trying to be involved with anyone. I just was trying to, um, you know, get in shape. And, you know, I was trying to focus on my business and, um, you know, going through, you know, the separation from my husband. And so when it came along, I, I remember really, like, having to convince myself to even give it a try. And um, I was just like, you know, I had I had standards at the time. Like, no, you know, I'm not gonna go there. You know, he's too young, and you know, maybe not mature enough. You know, I had all these reservations, but I actually convinced myself to just give it a try. You know, you've been with one, you've been married for 11 years, you hadn't met anyone. Just do something different. You know, just just give it a try. So it was a little exciting. It felt good. I felt like, you know, I had was going to get the attention. I I also thought I was going to get the affection that, you know, I was looking for, you know, coming from a younger guy. Mm -hmm. So it was exciting. It felt good if, you know, when you feel like somebody is, you know, pursuing you or interested in, you know, in you or, you know, just something casual at the time.
0: You felt flattered, I'm sure, as well. Correct. Sure. So, when he initially made the calls, you initially said, no, that's really not for me? Yes. Is that correct? Okay. Yes. And he kept calling? Yes. And... Just for our own edification, did you know that the calls were his way of achieving your time and attention and possibly getting what it was that he was looking for? Yes,
1: and I guess in a way naive a little bit, no, yes and no. It might
0: have been confusing, right? Because he was presenting as somebody who really wanted to talk to you. Right. And I am sure that you talked about all manner of things, including perhaps your husband in marriage and his girlfriend.
1: A little bit, correct.
0: Mm-hmm. So you said that you talked to him then and he was... I assume in these phone calls, you said sometimes an hour and a half as much as that when he would call. Right away, that is, regardless of any type of relationship, that's a no-no. And why is it a no-no? Because the man is getting your good counsel, time, and attention. And you are at risk for not getting anything from it on one hand all the way to the other side of the scale and the other hand of actually just being used for your good female energy and counsel. So we don't recommend it. We don't do it. Unless you and your husband are apart or you and your fiance are apart don't spend any more moments on the phone with a man than 20 tops it doesn't help you in any way shape or form get his real interest for something real there are always exceptions to the rule but that is a very very good rule of thumb for any woman so I had he, no
1: idea.
0: Yeah. He knew he you were a good possibility and mark for him simply because you gave him that kind of time. Now, you said that he said he was not looking for anything serious. And you had some talk about that. In other words, you said, well, I... I told him that might be okay, but I want something connected. Is that pretty much, does that sum it up? Correct. So here's how you can know the male mind. What happened, and you've heard me talk about this likely, that from the get-go, he was putting you in what I call the second category And that's Freud's Madonna-Whore dichotomy, now called Freud's Madonna-Whore dichotomy. It was initially Freud's Madonna-Whore complex. And men do this. Men put women in one of two categories because it's very black and white for them. There are women you marry, they are in the first category Madonna meaning Mother Mary Madonna not Madonna the singer and girls to just have fun with and have sex with whom they will never consider being in a real relationship with and that comes in nanoseconds for the man in the male brain and then the man seeks to have support for his reptilian brain assumption of which category you are in so for example when you first met him maybe there was a little spark certainly for him there was when you exchanged the keys or what have you did you feel it yes I did okay so, he was initially very attracted and you felt that little spark. So, that for him can go either way. But because of the age difference, now, sometimes it could be that he, he gets the age right and he assumes you're 43. Or maybe you look quite a bit younger, he doesn't know. So, he, in this case, because there's that spark and he doesn't know, and nothing has been said, you give him your business card, not right then with the keys, is that correct? You gave it to him later? Correct. So, he didn't know then, but he was intrigued. There was this spark, and... Later, when he saw you at the gym, did you go up to him? Did he go up to you? How did it come about
1: that you gave him your business card? I, we both were outside, and I was getting ready to go to my car. And um, again, I was in the business mindset of, okay, this guy looks like he may be a you know fit for the business, mm-hmm. and so I went and got a card, and I just you know went up to him. Like I normally do, anybody that's a, that I feel is a prospect, and I just did my business approach, and that's how I we exchanged, and I gave him my uh, business card. Was
0: this this was not the same day of the car key exchange? This was a different time at the gym.
1: This, this was a different time.
0: Excellent. Okay. So again, he's oh well. He may not have assumed it was anything other than you giving him the business card. We don't know. But then early on, in like 30 minutes, he texts you. And what, do you remember what was in that text?
1: Yes. He asked me, was I single? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. he okay. was like, are you single? And and I said, who wants to know? <laughs> okay.
0: So, and this exchange, when he texted you that, are you single? How soon did you reply to that text?
1: Uh, at that time, I was, um, I waited a few. I was saying uh, about 10, 15 minutes. Because I was stunned. I was just looking like, you know, he said, this is who, you know, he said, this is Jamie. And I was wondering if you were single. Because I had just given him my card and I was like, I was just kind of stunned. And I was confused also because I really, I guess, didn't want to flatter myself. And I was just like, well, who wants to know? You know, I thought maybe he was asking for somebody else, seriously.
0: Okay. So when I talk to anyone I give them the really uh high level responses that are you know would would be the best possible responses because that's the way we kind of learn and when we shoot for those kinds of responses we can certainly end up having better responses and you will you will grow from this from hearing it and any woman that is listening to it for any type of interaction with a man who is asking something like that. So your response was another question. And if you watch on my YouTube, um, you will see my number one texting tip is we don't answer any man's text with a question and we strive for 100% of the time with that so that we can certainly get to the 80% of the time because the other, if we, if we reach 80% the other 20% we don't do it won't much matter however especially this was your first interaction with him Because how he viewed that response from you was actually as a flirt back to him. Now you may not have meant it like that, but it gave him an opening. So here's what would have been much better to have answered so that you set the tone and you set yourself... In the first category of relationship material woman to be revered respected and possibly be in a relationship with a man for more than just sex and that would be after again good that you waited 15 minutes at least if not more because all the time he's waiting he's wondering And that's, of course, the best possible thing we can do to help a man have any interest in us for more is to make him wonder. Ergo, the name of this podcast. So, if you had said, made a statement, again, not a question, Jamie, I gave you my business card as a businesswoman because whenever I meet someone new, I am prospecting for my business as a insurance agent. If you have any insurance needs that you would like to be fulfilled, I hope you will let me know and I would be glad to help you. You see? Statement. I like it. What you're doing there is you're setting yourself as, I am not uh, going to get into some flirtation with you. I'm showing myself as a high-value woman to be respected because here's the deal. That's what you did. That's what you were thinking. You weren't thinking anything else when you gave him that card. Now you might have been attracted to him. Right, but you know he was much younger, and you weren't doing that as a way to get him to interact with you, correct? Correct. So it's also the truth. So if you did that, he will likely do one of two things, or three things even. One, say, Oh, she's not going to play. I won't answer her. they will just ignore it. That's one way. Second, he's going to feel uh, somewhat embarrassed, or at least give you the answer. Um, oh, I I understand that. Um, I don't have any needs at this time, but I'll I'll keep you in mind, just to be nice, and then he'll go on his way. Or third. If he has interest beyond the business that's fine he'll let you know but you will have shown him no you respect me first and then we see so he may have answered something Allah oh uh, I'm sure you were I'm sorry I just you know find you very attractive and I was wondering if you're single something like he may say something like that again whenever a man does that we don't ask them who wants to know we know that he wants to know and here's how we know he wants to know almost without exception men are not matchmakers because we're all puppies to them and they love us all And whether you're 18 and he's 58 or 28, he's asking because he wants to know. We can just automatically assume, and we'll almost always be right with that assumption, that it's him. You could say, thank you, I'm flattered. And that's it again statement what's going to happen with that he's going to wonder like "Uh, okay and maybe even ask if he can contact you in other words you see we set the tone and we set the bar so that at each interaction he has to jump over the bar and what happened was By your taking these calls, you assume that if I tell him I want connection, I might be interested in doing something like this, but I want connection. He is a male, in the moment, all he can see is the sex part, and because men don't relate via verbalization he'll say yes to it his idea of connection and yours are completely different things and by virtue of you saying I'm into this he automatically puts you in second category and here's how I know he puts you in that category because how a man views it in black and white meaning good girl or girl to have fun with. They don't understand women are all on a scale of everything. You knew he had a girlfriend. What does, for a man, a woman who is wife-mother material do when she hears a man has a live-in girlfriend?
1: Automatically, no exactly yes and i compromised because at the time that we were conversing he was saying that they were on the verge of you know breaking up that he you know it was over and why i chose to go along with that i don't know but any other time any woman and i would you know like no automatically but i compromised my values um, to, to make it justifiable that, okay, he said that him and his girlfriend are not on good terms. He's ready, you know, basically the relationship was ending.
0: Mm-hmm. So here's, here's the answer whenever a man says, my wife and I are just separated. Or a man says, uh, yeah, my girlfriend and I are on the outs. Uh, even if he doesn't live with her or whatever it is, there's only one answer. So, Joe, when you find yourself divorced, or when you've completely and totally broken up with your girlfriend, and six months or a year have gone by, feel free to get in touch with me then. Until then, please, I don't wish to be in contact what does that immediately do the man goes Wow because then you are the Steph Curry to his LeBron James you are worthy you are worthy in all ways and this is what is so different from men than women Women are understanding we don't deal in black and white like that. We understand the gamut of emotions. Because for a woman, here's the, here's the situation. You, having been separated as a woman, you have probably emotionally and always been out of your marriage emotionally for a very long time. And if you meet a man that you like and you see him and you start to have sex with him, you will love him possibly and start to bond with him through the time and sex. And it doesn't matter whether you've been separated two weeks, two years, 20 years. It doesn't matter. That's what happens to us as women. And we can easily be all in and completely committed to a man at any amount of time. A man can absolutely not because he does not bond through time and sex, nor does he commit through time and sex. In only one way does he commit, and that is through making a decision. And I dare say the decision will be made largely from A, his timing, whether or not he's a consumer or buyer, and B, whether or not he's put you in the first category to be worthy of the commitment. No matter how much you reiterate, this is what I need or want, whatever you're doing certainly nullifies that. And I always say, and this is a very important thing to keep in your mind, no matter what you are saying, if you are staying, you are okaying Whatever is going on,
1: I was a little confused because I took the um, test and it was mixed, and I'm not sure if that was if i if I gauged it correctly because I hear what you're saying that I was put in the first category so i mean second, and you could be put in the second and still be have a mixed player i was, i don't know consumer a mixed
0: messages man well sure you can uh-huh. Because he's going to do... It's not that he didn't like you. He did. He does. And he likes having sex with you. And so he's going to do and say things that keep him having sex with you. So you you feel like you're getting mixed messages from him. It's probably more At that here. he was more towards a, a high-level uh, ultimate consumer and a low-level mixed messages man. Because, yes, you did get mixed messages. Things like the text every morning. That's a real mixed message kind of thing.
1: Also, I was mixed, you know, with him saying that, okay, um, he's exclusive, you know, sexually, just me and him. He's not sleeping with anybody else since the ex had, you know, moved out.
0: Uh Aha. Okay. Here's what happened there. I believe him. Do you believe him that he was at that time?
1: I I did, but I was confused when I saw the girl coming out the apartment. That's what you know uh-huh. made me address something. Yeah.
0: Okay, but that was in December that he said he was exclusive, correct?
1: Um. Let's see. December. Um. No, that was this. It was this, this was this year. When in January when I uh, tried to break things off and said let's just call things off. This was like in January yeah, okay. he said that, you know, he just was being exclusive with me. Yes.
0: All right. So he had broken things off with a girlfriend. The girlfriend had moved out. And in January, he said he was exclusive. I believe him. Here's what happened. Which happens with... Day to day, it's different for a young man who's kind of hot to trot. He met someone. In those weeks, what have you, he met someone ergo the change he met a younger woman perhaps or someone he wanted to pursue and because you were in second category he doesn't give it a second thought he wasn't true to his word in that in that moment when he said it yes you were exclusive meaning he wasn't having sex with anyone else. But here's another lesson for anyone listening. When a man says you're exclusive, he means it right then and there. You have to know, does that mean he's not pursuing other relationships? That's a very sticky thing because a man can say, yes, I'm sexually exclusive with you while I'm pursuing other women and when I find one that I'm going to be with, I'll just break it off with you. That's a harsh reality. And we have to know it. So we have to be very careful of not only our hearts, but our health. We have to also trust that the man will tell us So that for health reasons, especially if we're having unprotected sex, which I don't recommend outside of a completely committed relationship these days, that he's going to tell you before he has sex with that someone else. Likely he won't tell you before, but you hope that he'll tell you right after so that before you have sex with him again
1: correct, Mm -hmm. and that's why I guess I shouldn't have believed him because he went through the extremes of text messages, sending me photos, trying to explain to me that the girl I saw, it wasn't anybody that he was sleeping with, that he was just sleeping with me, so we talked about exclusives um, in January, but this was February um, when the incident, when I saw the young lady coming out of his house. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing that
0: happened way back. You went through him ghosting you. For two months. Mhm. Was there any Mayacopa on his part, apology, what have you, when you did see him at the gym again? Or did he just ask uh. you know, carefree and wanted, you
1: know, to start up again? Um when i did see him again no there wasn't any apology um he stated that um he was he was fairly honest he stated that at the time that him and his he tried to work things out with the girlfriend and that's why he didn't you know he didn't i didn't hear from him but he didn't offer any apology he just stated that that is why, because I did bring it up, like why, you know, why I hadn't heard from you or whatever. And he said that at that time, he were you know, they were trying to work things out, but it I guess it just didn't work out. So um, that's kind of how that alluded, and it just kind of went from there. And like I said, we've been consistent from Paul up until today. So here's what...
0: Could have happened at that time to set things on a different course if it's at all possible and I don't think this is a good bet I'll be honest with you however there is you know while there's life there's hope but I want to talk about that time he goes to do Allah what you can also do now that if there's any scintilla of a chance You're giving it to yourself, okay? So for example, he said to you, I was trying to work it out with my girlfriend at that time I ghosted you. So when he tried to see you, you know, start up with you again, you say, you know, there's no way I can really trust you. Uh, It's extremely hurtful to me that you would do something like ghost me. I don't ever want to be disrespected like that. At the very least, you could have said so at the time and wished me the best, but you did not have the cojones to do that. So, you know, all the best to you and then uh, you've reset the tone I will not be treated like that ever there's real interest on his part he's going to try and try hard if not he won't so if we were to take this now to today because you're hurting and I know you're missing him and it's going to be a loss in your life because here's what we know about sex and it must have been really good sex that offers you a <laughs> lot of um, uh, endorphins the feel-good chemical that you're really gonna feel that loss and it's going to be tough and my heart goes out to you for that because I, I understand how tough that is. But you can also look at this as a real chance to clear your emotional slate and actually get something that you that's more deserving of you and the lovely woman you are. Because I'm hearing you're just a really uh, kind honest,
1: straightforward, loving woman. That's correct. You hit the head on the nail, the nail on the head. That is, <laughs> that is, that is my personality. Yes, so a lovely personality, yes. So
0: he will likely, now we don't know if, again, he's trying with a girlfriend or trying with this girl from, it's likely with the girl from uh, around Valentine's Day, Who knows? It could be a different one. We don't know. But likely there's some pretty puppy around. Because if not, you just saw him Sunday, he would keep doing this because it also gives him the feel-good chemicals and he wants to have sex. Right. So it's almost assuredly a female that he is interested in pursuing something with okay so there will come a time maybe when that goes awry and he's missing you and he will come back in all manner of ways either it will be again when he sees you at the gym or uh, he texts you and it's going to be what you do then that helps set the tone of whether you have any minute chance at all. And I tell you that because I don't want to give you false hope where I don't believe it lies. And we started off this podcast by my saying that a younger man, older woman relationship is much more common these days and absolutely can work. But it has to be set up so that the man is putting the woman, no matter her age, in first category, reveres her, respects her, and he is led down the path of complete commitment. That's my GPS program. Because without that, and without us being the mechanic of the relationship, especially with a younger man it will veer off the road more quickly than if you're texting while driving. So it's what you do when he comes back because the likelihood of that is quite high. And here's why I say it's quite high. Because from what happened previously, he believes that he can get you back easily. Wow. That he doesn't need to go through a huge apology. That it won't be a lot of machinations and, uh, and drama and what have you. So he'll try. And this is when he, you have to show him a brand new Karen. Who no longer accepts any of that. And this is done in a lovely ladylike, even alluring way. But it's fool me once, fool me twice, <clears> hm <throat> no more. And that right. makes you Steph Curry to his LeBron James. Because every man thinks in the realm of male female relationships and sex He's the LeBron James of that, and you need to be the female equivalent of the Steph Curry, who's just as knowledgeable, plays the the game and shoots
1: baskets just as well. And that's where I feel like I failed. <laughs> I feel like I, I I I did a bomber, and I didn't even respond to his text. I couldn't respond when he said that. I couldn't say in,
0: anything. This is great. That What does that do? Because, you see, you have tried to relate to him via verbalization. That almost never works. So, the best would be for you to make it clear that you are not angry. And here's why. There's nothing worse for a man than for a woman to be angry at how he behaves when he has behaved absolutely in keeping with what he has said and shown you. So in other words, you you were complicit with everything that happened here. this is what keeps us in second category in other words because like you said a woman in first category in a man's eyes if a man says I'm involved I'm married I'm in a living relationship and then starts calling her she says please don't call me anymore I don't see men I don't talk to men who are involved with other women? It's disrespectful to the other woman and certainly disrespectful to me. No hard feelings, but please, there's no point in us interacting. All the best to you. That's it. That's where the opponent stuff, but you're still nice about it. So here's what he will not expect from you, Karen. that you answer got it I understand all the best to you because that's gonna be like wow now he knows something is different not uh, you know, uh, I gave you the chance on, I just saw you Sunday. What happened? I gave it nothing at all. You accept it. Because this primes the pump for when he comes back that you have changed. It's like this for the man. We think about it in terms of sports. And like I said, LeBron James. He believes he's LeBron James of everything right now. The world, you know, of women is uh, all manner of B-league players. And he's the big man on the court, right? Mm-hmm. So how you you can view this as he's believed that you were one of those summer league players that just was thrilled to be playing with him. He's younger, he's hot, he's uh, all manner of things that he thinks he is. And you were in second category and you were complicit and you allowed him to play the games he did, et cetera, et cetera. So he believes you're the equivalent uh, of a summer league player where LeBron is in the NBA and the major leagues. So what you're beginning to show him is that, nope, you're really stepping up your game, so to speak. You're now showing the NBA, oh, maybe you should be, you know, possibly a pick for the Lakers next time around. So that when he does come around again, you're showing him, "Uh uh-uh, I'm now at your level. I am in first category. And I don't do this anymore. I live by my word. I'm to be respected. I'm not just to play with. And all the best to you, if that's what you're looking for. I'm not. If he has real feelings for you that can be manifested into something else, it will get him into those feelings. Those actions from you will actually allow him to feel more because men feel for women through having to achieve them. This is why I say they love through wondering And longing. And what gets them into more of the wonder and longing is having to achieve the woman's time, attention, and affection. Mm. It's oxymoronic to us because you were exceedingly nice and kind to him, you gave him all manner of benefits of the doubt. Yes. You believe that, okay, I continue with this and because I've told you that I want more connection, you'll come forward with it. You'll listen to what I've said and you'll take that to heart and you'll, you'll want to please me and, and you'll actually give that as well. No. Right. No. Will not happen. Because you didn't set it up that that's the the first order of business. And it's always the first order of business with women who are in the first category in the male mind. Now, you show me that first, And only if you show me with consistency and respect and honor and time and pursuit and all of that, then you will be able to have sex. And by then, he really is connected. It just doesn't work the other way around for men, unfortunately, but it does for us. The more sexual we are with a man, the more we do want his time, attention, and affection. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having the sex that we have with them. Correct. Right.
1: That's Correct. how we were. I just. Right. I just, I, I just have to. It's, it's been hard because I, I knew it was coming, and mm. I just, you know, you're thinking that okay i've been married i should have known better i should have did this but i some things i just didn't know um like i stated earlier i just should have never compromised my values and my standards and i shouldn't have pretended that i was okay with Mm. just going along with this when i wanted to be real but at the same time me being real and stating how I felt, I was also fearing that he wasn't going to go along with the ride. So I pretended that I was okay with, you know, how things were, but let's just meet me halfway, you know?
0: Uh-huh. So, and that's not what a man will ever do. He's going to show you what he's all about from the beginning. If that isn't there, there will be no him meeting you halfway. The only time the man will ever acquiesce to meeting halfway is when there is failure involved for him vis-a-vis public failure of a marriage. That is why at the 11th hour of any possibility of divorce is when a man will finally agree to do something like Couples counseling. In other words, the woman will be saying all the way along, this is what's wrong in the relationship. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I need. We're going off the rails here. I'm not happy, blah, blah, blah. And she'll do this for many years in a relationship, in a marriage. And he'll just say yes, and he'll listen to whatever, and he won't do a thing about it. If he's married because he's made a decision and it's been made public Allah he's married and he's um, on that team when it comes time where she says well I'm gonna quit the team and I went out that's when he'll say okay I'll do something I'll go for counseling I'll go to couples counseling. I'll do something. Because he will not want the public failure of divorce. And that's when he will be willing to try. Otherwise, men most generally are who they are showing you who they are. However, from the beginning... We need to show them exactly who we are, what category we are in, so you can see whether he is at the state of being a consumer or a buyer. This man is in the state of being a consumer for you because you put yourself in second category. Do you see what I mean? In other words, I don't know if he's ready to be in a real relationship or not with anyone. But when we're in second category, the man will always be just consuming. This is the problem. Because he will not commit to someone in second category that's the woman just have fun with that's how black and white their brains are about it I can play around with second category and I love doing that and I might even love the woman in second category but I will not marry her I will not commit to her I can only commit to a woman who is worthy of that in first category this is maddening to women And completely understandable why it is maddening to women. Because there is no category. In other words, it was because of him and the situation that you were doing what you were doing. And you were completely monogamous with him. And you were exclusive with him. And it was only him. And you really wanted a relationship with him. Correct. Yeah. There is no category, but men put us in one or the other, and it's really super, super hard to get back to the first one. And what I'm saying here, Karen, for you, is I don't believe in this case there is much of a chance, unless a lot of time goes by and you show him in a very profound way that everything has changed for you and that takes a lot of work of doing things very differently standing around in a very nice way I understand all the best to you but that's not for me I'm not going to ever go back to that I'm looking for something meaningful in my life I've been a married woman for you know many many years I messed up because I didn't understand but that's not who I am and then you need to consistently show who you are and that is shown to the man by vetting him for right action keeping you in the right Mrs. Right kind of category it It takes an enormous amount of you steering it, getting it on that track. It's very hard to do. And he has to be, the stars kind of have to align for him with his feelings for you at the right time. And with him being the age he is, we don't know that that, it's it's less likely than if he
1: were at an older age. Correct. Does that make sense? And I'm not even sure. Yes, and I'm not even sure if he have any feelings for me. Not like that, you know. And that was another thing for me as well. Like the whole time, I'm I've never felt like there were any feelings, you know, like feelings that, of course, women that we develop, you know, from spending time or talking to them. You know, we tend to you get attached quickly. And just, you know, me doing some self, you know, reflection, I come to understand that I have, a head or have an anxious attachment, you know, uh-huh. that I'm trying to work through as well. So I did find that out that I was very anxious.
0: Excellent. To find that out and to, to deal with that, even more important than for you in any uh, male-female type of interaction to make sure that you vet the man by putting him through the paces and showing him initially what category you are in and that you you will not step out of that category. Because having this kind of relationship, when we do have anxious attachment, it, it pushes all of our buttons in a very deep way. That makes sense. And I'm, again, really, really sorry that this happened now in terms of what you're going through at the moment. But I believe that this was relatively a short-term lesson. And you can look at it that you had this lover to go through COVID with in a way. And now it is time for you to be free to be pursuing a relationship for which you are worthy and be treated as the valuable wonderful woman you are in all ways Thank you. yes yes and um, I guess it begs the question are you how are you meeting people are you doing that actively um, are you online dating what what are you doing in that realm or has it just been Jamie?
1: It's just been Jamie. And I, <laughs> I, from being married when you used to being just with one person, I, I carried this on when I met him cause he was the, you know, first person I met after, you know, being separated. And I just closed off all my options. I, I'm, I'm interested now in, online dating. I have my, you know, skepticism about online dating, but now I'm trying to learn from this short lesson that I need to be more open and just don't fall, you know, just go with the first person and just cut everything off.
0: Yes. And, you know, here's the other thing that I think women, when we are at a vulnerable time emotionally, men don't have much intuition But I believe they have inordinate instincts about.